Good morning, everyone. We are continuing our series called City on a Hill this morning. What does it look like for us to be a light in the darkness in these times? What does it look like for us as individuals of Inverness Vineyard Church to be God colours? First thing on a Monday morning as we face our new week. So uh, the, the previous talks to this series, we've looked at being a generous people. We've looked at being people that are full of integrity. And we've looked at being people that carry courage and live with courage. I want to share a story to kick this morning's uh, talk off. Uh, A man once applied for a job to be a handyman. And the the man who was interviewing him, he asked him, uh, can you do carpentry? And the, the man answered, no, I can't do carpentry. How about bricklaying? Can you do some bricklaying? Again, the man uh, who was going for the interview said, no, I can't do bricklaying. And then uh, the interviewer asked, well, what about electrical work? Are you handy at electrical work? Can you, do you understand it? Can you, can you do stuff to do with electrical work? The man again said, no, I don't have a scooby about electrical work. And uh, the very final question the interviewer asked for this job, well, tell me. What is handy about you? What is handy about you? And the man replied, I live just around the corner. I live just around the corner. Sometimes the greatest ability we can have is our availability. For those of us crippled by comparison, for those of us who look at our little, our mustard seed moments, God sees our yes and he sees our availability. For us to be a city on a hill people, a city on a hill church, we are to be available to God. What he is calling us into, what he is calling us out of, what he is asking us to do. A yes people to God in our lives. So we're going to look at availability, the next uh, part of our city on a hill uh, series this morning. King uh, Duncan said uh, this, To be where God can call us, to be within whisper range of his summons, that is the beginning of a life of meaningful discipleship. Oswald Chambers, who uh, wrote this, If you give God the right to yourself, he will make a holy experiment out of you. God's experiments always succeed. I'm not much of a scientist, but... I loved experiments in science when I was in secondary school. Uh, The excitement, the expectation, what will happen? You know, the air, the tension in the room. The air in the room was different whenever the science teacher, the uh, chemistry teacher would do an experiment or was doing something that could be that little bit risky. You could feel the intensity. What if the teacher's head explodes right in front of us? What if smoke fills the room and we're visited by aliens? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm drifting a wee bit here. What if it melts the room, the experiment that uh, the science teacher is doing? I wonder, to ask a question, when was the last time? When did we last allow ourselves to be holy experiments? When did we last carry that nervous excitement and expectation knowing that God's presence is in us, with us, and moving all around us. Our greatest ability 
is our availability. I want to look at the book of Exodus this morning. I want to uh, look at the exodus of God's people from slavery in Egypt. And very uh, particularly, I want to look at Moses. And uh, we've done a preaching series on Exodus. And we'd love you uh, to catch up on that. You can look at that uh, or listen to that at any point on all good podcast apps. And I'm sure a few bad ones as well. Just search for Inverness Vineyard Sunday Talks on those apps and you can catch up on our teaching series on Exodus, which we've done nearly a year and a half ago. We started that that series. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 3. And if you need a Bible, if you're watching this morning and you don't have a Bible at home, uh, please get in touch with us. We would love to send out a Bible to you with some helpful read-along resources as well. It would be our honour and privilege to do that. So please email us. The email address will be coming up as I speak and say that. We would love to send you that. So we're going to look at uh, Exodus 3 and we meet a man called Moses. He was a man that was used powerfully by God in this Exodus moment in freeing God's people from slavery. And uh, before all those powerful moments, before the faith adventure, came a faith step. So we're going to read Exodus 3, 1 to 6. Lord, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for its nourishment. We thank you for its uh, inspiration to us, Lord. We thank you for its daily encouragement to us, Lord. We thank you that this is your holy, divine word. And you are, are, are breathing through it. You breathe through it as we read it, Lord. I pray you'll make it come alive to us this morning in our circumstances, struggles, stresses, joys and dreams. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Exodus 1, Exodus 3, Exodus 3. It's definitely Exodus 3. Verse 1 to 6. It says this. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. Amen. Amen. I want to look at a couple of points to do with availability this morning. And uh, firstly, I want to look at availability in every season. Uh, Moses was looking after his father-in-law's sheep, a man called Jethro. And Moses was a bit of a a nomad. He was a bit of a journeyman. He was tending sheep that weren't even his. And the Hebrew Hebrew definition, the Hebrew translation suggests that this was his occupation and uh, he had nothing of note for himself. It was in that time 
and uh, yeah, at that time it was a it was a poor existence of sorts. You know, it wasn't thought well of at that time. But there was contentment with Moses. He was a he was a shepherd for someone else's sheep. For forty years, there was not much to talk of. A humble position. I wonder if we can relate just now, not quite knowing what or who we are. Our stability, our security is shaky. We feel we're perhaps just existing, surviving and not thriving in this season. Moses was carrying on. He was tending and leading the sheep to the far side of the wilderness. And that's a strange place to meet God. And God was using that season uh, preparing Moses. You see, availability to be God colours in this world, in this city, in our workplaces, in our day-to-day lives, in our Monday mornings, means that, that we trust God in his redemptive purposes in every season. And we keep a posture of availability in every space and every place. We choose to stay in that posture. Who knows what God could do? Who knows what God could do? When we're in the quiet, lonely, uninhabited places, the places of struggle, the places of battle, the places of overgrown, untidied seasons of living, the places of pain and the places of doubt, the places of heart troubles that feel like a daily hit every day. We choose to stay available in those seasons. And that doesn't mean we don't acknowledge the pain and the hurt and the questions and how we are feeling in those moments. But we trust that God is still redeeming. We trust that he is good. We trust that he is love and he is working and moving in and through us. And we keep choosing to stay available. We do that because as we look at Moses in this chapter, and we see a lot of foreshadowing that was going on, a lot of uh, real uh, moments that link into Moses' future story. He's tending to a flock of sheep that, that wasn't his. It was, Jeff, it was Jethro's, his father-in-law's. And we see later on in the Exodus story that Moses would tend to uh, and shepherd a very different flock that being God's people as he led them out of Egypt. He was led to the far side of the wilderness in chapter 3, verse 1. It speaks of that. But this season was honing him for the years that he would spend in wilderness with God's people. And also he was led to Horeb. We read that in, in verse 1 as well. Came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And uh, this is where he had this powerful encounter with the burning bush. And this is the very same mountain that he would receive later on in the story, the Ten Commandments from God in chapter 20 of Exodus. So we stay available to God. There are bigger stories ahead, even in the seasons of struggles. The silence, God is still scheming and we trust, we have faith. We stay available in the unexpected, in the seasons that we are trying or tempted to write off. 
And you know, right now we have to, we have to stay available. Who knows what God's stories are around the corner for each of us, for our church. If we would but keep a posture of availability, even when life deals us tough seasons. Family breakdowns, illnesses, job uncertainties, even uh, in the mundane, even in this season of COVID-19 that God wants to include, let alone us. Because we read time and time again in the Bible of the unlikely people that God uses time and time and time again. The imperfect, the lazy, the down and outs, the hurting, the despised, the unclean, the doubting. It seems to be a common theme for who God chooses and uses for his redemptive purposes. And I think often the unexpected places and the unexpected people are God's gig. Availability in every season. Secondly, availability means going over for a look. We, uh, a number of years ago, went to York. Great uh, city. I think it's a city. Or is that a town? I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. It's a place in England. We drove down to York and went a lovely holiday there. And we were stopping every two minutes. I can't remember what you called. Is it the shambles? All the, the, the little streets and everything. And at the end of every corner, they would have in the summertime different acts like magicians. And, and I remember being mesmerized by a guy that would make big uh, bubbles, huge bubbles. He'd have the big thing and he'd do it slowly. And uh, it was amazing. The bubbles were like the size of him and Joshua was about two at the time and there's pictures of us just mesmerised, you know, just uh, running over for a look and just watching all these bubbles bouncing about and then popping and then soaking all the kids underneath. We spent time there, probably a good 20 minutes watching the bubble man and uh, I was tempted to run over as well and go into the bubbles but I never quite got round to it. You see, for Moses, and, and there is a, a tedious link here to that story, for Moses, the bush is on fire, but it isn't burning up. It's glowing. There's something happening in this moment. There's a mystery there. There's intrigue. There's a moment for Moses. If you think of moments where, that make you stop, like a, a double rainbow, or when a fighter jet zooms across the sky, or a sunset that is that deep, orange, that fiery orange, or a newborn baby's cry, bubble man, which you'll now be affectionately known as. It's like one of those moments for Moses, an awe and a, a wonder kind of moment, a wow moment. And Moses at that moment had a choice. In verse 3 we read, so Moses thought, so he saw that the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Verse 3, so Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Taking time to go over. I want to ask us as a church family, do we take time to take a look? I want to challenge us in our days and in our weeks to just go over and take a look. Go on, do it this week. What catches your eye in the day to day? What conversation are we missing out on? What God appointment 
are we walking by? What reminder of God's mighty, never-ending love are we walking past as we scroll on our phones? What job task are we so consumed by that we wouldn't look up to see the sunset? What email are we typing that we wouldn't take time to smell the roses? To be available means that we are a let's go over and take a look kind of people. You know, sometimes uh, Joshua and Struan, our two little boys, will set up little challenges and games in the areas around the house, uh, toy displays. And you know, sometimes I'm not very good in that I'll walk right past them. And uh, I get too consumed in the silly stuff. And I see their wee faces and I have a little moment and it breaks my heart a little bit. You know, if you just picture that, I wonder if those God set up moments, those moments that he's orchestrated and pulled together for uh, his purposes. I wonder if God has that same little face in a way. I wonder if only we would look up and take the time that God was actually weaving and orchestrating moments for us to love that person, to pray for that individual, to be encouraged by what he's allowing us to look up and see. Little reminders where he's just wanting us to look up or take a look over there to remind us that he is with us. Little reminders to show us that he's going to provide. Moses saw and then he stepped forward. Wonder if we're just seeing and we're not stepping. What would our weeks look like if once a day we were committed not to just see, but to go and have a look. To say, like Moses, I'll go over. Because when we do that, verse 4, uh, the following on from that. So Moses went over and it says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, he called to him from within the bush. It was only in the stepping out that then God called to him. It's often when we take that first step that God reveals the next one. I want to encourage us, please, let's not lose the wonder. If there's any inkling of a sense of a shred of a millisecond moment of thinking God might be in this, let's be a people that go on over and have a look. Moses was met by God in an unexpected way. He was an unexpected person. Maybe you feel this morning like a person that God wouldn't want to use. Maybe you feel a bit lost. God wants to remind you that you are loved this morning. Not only that he delights in you, he delights in you. And the availability that he is calling you to this morning is to simply receive his love, to let him into your heart. Maybe a refresh moment. Maybe it's for the very first time. Maybe some of us have busied ourselves up. We've seen moments to do the stuff. We've seen moments to opportunities to love the one, to take a look up, to, to pause, to be, to receive God's love, but we've got too caught up in life and we soldier on. We've got bogged down. 
almost like uh, you speak to builders, don't you? And they love building houses, uh, but they hate all the paperwork. And the, the joy sucked out of them whenever they have to do the paperwork, almost like that. And maybe that's how we feel with God today, that we, we, yeah, we just feel we need that fresh touch. We've got bogged down with the, the wrong kind of stuff. I want to encourage us, and, and perhaps God is whispering, would you, in your weeks and in your days, to be God colours in this city, go and have a look when there's any inkling any whisper from God to lead you into that place or into that moment, into that encounter, that conversation. And just to say the words afresh that Moses said at the end of verse 4, when God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am, here I am.